We are in the second week of this series, which is called Fallout, and in this series, we are talking about the fallout from some of the more popular or well-known Bible stories that happened, and just what people did. Last week, we shocked the world with what happened to Jonah, and the fact that after, yes sir, I'll tell you just now, yeah, thanks, after Jonah, so Jonah got, uh, he refused to follow God, and then he got in a boat that was about to sink, and then uh, he got swallowed by a whale when he got thrown out. And then he prayed and said, God, I'll go with you. I'll do whatever you want. And so he got spit out. God's like, okay, go to Nineveh, talk to this city. And Jonah's like, I got it. I don't want to. I don't want to, but I will because of you and because I just got saved. And so he talks to Nineveh. And everybody in Nineveh turns to God. So it should be victorious. It should be awesome. Jonah gets furious because he did not want them to be saved. He's very hypocritical. And he's yelling at God about how... Uh, how merciful he is. And so everybody knows the whale story, and they know that he goes on to preach to Nineveh. But he got so angry that he turned from God, and the whole book of Jonah ends with Jonah not being a friend of God, like running away from God, turning away from him, losing his faith. And so this week, we're going to kind of go in reverse of that. Uh, Job, there's a story, it's a book of the Bible um, named Job, and uh, in this book of the Bible, Job is thought of and talked about as being like the most righteous man alive. Like he's a very uh, kind, godly, uh, wonderful person who does a lot of good things and he always does good. And so as he's going through his life, a bunch of bad things start to happen. And so he loses all of his kids, like they all die. And all of his servants die, all of his animals die. He loses a lot of money and then he loses his health and he gets sick. And so it's often used as a thing about suffering and how he continues to pray and continues to do this. But throughout the course, he starts to not doubt God, but doubt himself and doubt whether he deserves it and doubt all of these things and start to blame because that's what everyone does when they get to suffering. And so he gets to this point where he actually yells to God and says, why could this happen? How could this happen? What in the world is is this for? And so he has friends that come in and they're like, hey, you've got to admit that you've sinned and you have to say this because they thought, that because a bunch of bad things were happening to him, that he had sinned. And they thought, anytime something bad happens, it means somebody sinned. That's not how it is. And God wanted to show us that. He wants us to know that. Sin is bad, and it separates you from God. But it doesn't mean that if something bad happens to you, that you've done something wrong. A lot of people blame themselves when they lose someone, when they lose something, when, they do some, when something horrible happens in their life. They try to blame themselves. And it's like, I must have done this. I must have done that. This must be because I don't have enough faith. That's not at all true. I have in my life had people tell me that because of my depression, it means I don't have enough faith. And that's not true. Uh, I do my best to have faith and I preach and I do all of these things despite that because I trust God. And so Job is this amazing story of somebody suffering and suffering and everything bad happens and it keeps happening bad. And again, that's kind of used as an example, of, but we're going to go to the end of Job and talk about what happens there. Um, then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. You asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I, and I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. You said, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Uh, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said, and as I sit, and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. So basically, Job got to this point where he was so depressed and so hurt and had lost so much, because again... On the same day, he lost all of his children and servants and livestock. And everybody here has at some point lost livestock and cows and stuff. And it sucks, right? Like it's very hard for us to do. And so he loses all of it. And just think about that. Think about you go through a day and you lose everybody you care about. And the Bengals lose. And Ohio State loses. And you fail a test. And you get dumped. And uh, some like Doritos stops being a company. 
Exactly. And then you stub your toe and all of this happens in a row. Most people would immediately be like, this sucks. I can't believe this. And a lot of people would blame God. Job did not do that. But he started to get depressed and he started to get angry. And so he finally goes to God and he's like, why is this happening to me? But not in a like, hey, help me way in a like, this is not fair. And anytime we go to God saying it's not fair, it's a normal thing for us to do. But in reality, we don't want things to be fair because if things were fair, uh, we wouldn't have very much. And if things were fair, we wouldn't be able to go to heaven at all because we all mess up and we all turn from God and we all do bad things. But because of God's grace, he will understand that. And so even when Job goes at him, uh, God is like, hey, who made the world? Like, who made you? Who did this? You, you're blaming me. And it's kind of the same stuff he's saying to Jonah, except in Jonah's case where he's like, Jonah, who made you? Like, who made this tree? Why are you mad? And Jonah's like, whatever, I don't care, and walked away. Job is like, oh, you're right. Like, I am way out of line here, God. Like, this all sucked, and this was a hard day and a hard week and a hard month or however long it took, and my life is really hard right now, but this isn't your fault. You're right. I've got to keep having faith, and I've got to keep trusting. And so we go to the next part after the conversation. Uh, after the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Elphaz, the, term, the Temanite, uh, I am angry with you and your two friends. Those are some of the friends of Job's that had come along and said, hey, uh, this is your fault. You have to do this and you have to do that. And God would only do this. And they tried to know God. Um, For you have not spoken accurately about me as my servant Job has. So take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer on your behalf. I will not uh, treat you as you deserve for you have not spoken accurately about me as my servant Job has. So Elphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Nahamite uh, did as the Lord commanded them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. The reason I, I wanted to read this part of it before I get to the end is Jesus, uh, God clearly said, I will not treat you as you deserve, and that's the whole thing. Job did not deserve those things to happen to him, but he also doesn't deserve blessings. It's just life is uh, chaotic, and because of free will... There is no deserve anymore. If, again, if we got what we deserve, it wouldn't be very good. Think about your own life and the times that you've messed up or the times that you've hurt your parents or hurt somebody you care about. And if God kept like this checklist of all the bad that we do and all the times we upset him versus all the good times, most people would at the best be like 50-50 on that. And so Jesus died so that we wouldn't have to keep that checklist. Now, it doesn't mean don't try. It doesn't mean don't care. It doesn't mean don't help. But it means that because of him, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always that hope. There's always that salvation. And so God could have said to these guys, because this is before Jesus, like, hey, you guys tried to turn Job away and you were saying the wrong things and you were doing the wrong things. I can't believe you. So you're done. But he said, I'm not going to treat you how you deserve. And that's what he does to all of us. And I'm not going to treat you how you deserve, but you got to make up for it. And so we go to the end, and this is where all of this bad has happened. And even though Job questioned God, he still loved him and still followed him. So this is the end of the chapter of the book. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Then all his brothers, sisters, and former friends came and feasted with him in his home. And they consoled him and comforted him because of all the trials the Lord had brought against him. And each of them brought him a gift of money and a gold ring. Um, so the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than in the beginning. For now he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 teams of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. He also gave Job seven more sons and three more daughters. He named his first daughter Jemima, the second Keziah, and the third Karen Hoppik. In all the land, no women were as lovely as the daughters of Job, and their father put them into his will along with their brothers. 
Job lived 140 years after that, living to see four generations of his children and grandchildren. Then he died, an old man who had lived a long, full life. So I say that because it shows that at the end, after dealing with all of the suffering and all of the bad, a bunch of good, like a lot of good happened. But I do want to be clear, just because he had more sons and more daughters, that does not mean that it didn't still hurt that he'd lost sons and daughters. Like getting something new, getting something uh, even better, that doesn't erase the grief, the feeling of losing. And so Job wasn't like, oh sweet, nothing mattered before. He still felt that and he still dealt with that. But because he kept living and because he kept trusting God, everything turned around. Now it didn't have to go in this way. It could have just been that he got better and it could have just been that he had one son. It could have just been that he was able to continue living and working and doing whatever. Because the main thing is that God allows us to continue doing everything we can and um, to, to live for him, to choose him, to get more and more chances that we don't deserve over and over again. Uh, it, you may have a really bad period of your life. Like everything may feel like it's going wrong. It may seem like everybody's against you. That doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that because as long as there's life, there's hope. As long as you are alive, there's a chance for things to get better. As long as you trust in him, there's a chance for things to get better because eventually it'll go around again. Um, it's like the end of a tunnel. Like if you're in a really long tunnel, this is where that saying comes from, a really long train tunnel or car tunnel, it's really dark and it seems like it's never going to be light again. But there's always a light at the end. It may not be everything that you wanted, everything that you expected, everything you'd lost, but it will be there because there will always be hope because of life. Now, this does not mean uh, that, again, everything will be exactly what you wanted or expected. If you, let's say, uh, like we were talking, you lose something, like you lose a job, you, you do bad on a test, just everything's going against you, it feels like you've lost friends, that doesn't mean that just because you're a Christian, just because you follow God, that at the end of the week you're going to have like twice as many friends and a million dollars. That's not how life works. But because you trust him, because you follow him, because he's with you, you will find what does matter. You will find new friends. Yes, maybe not the same, maybe not as many, but you will find new friends. You will have people that care. You will have a life that matters. You will be able to be where you are. In my life, I've done a lot of different jobs and a lot of different things. Um, in high school, I was positive I was going to be a doctor, mostly because my great-grandma wanted me to be a doctor. And I loved math and science, and I was pretty smart. And so I was ready for that. But then I loved this English class, and it made me go to, into English. And so I loved that. And at first, in college, I was like, well, I'm going to be an English teacher. But then I didn't want to talk in front of people because that's terrifying. And so I stopped that, and I just went into English. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go into creative writing because that makes the most money. Except it doesn't. That's a joke. And so, uh, anyway, I became a reporter, and I was a substitute, and I was a tennis coach. I was all of these different things. And in my own desires, I probably would have chosen author. I would have chosen a major tennis coach or football coach or something. Like, there are a lot of different things I may have chosen for myself. But because I kept following him, whenever I lost something, I would keep trying and I would keep giving it back to him. And it doesn't mean that it didn't hurt and it doesn't mean that it didn't suck, but I would keep trying and I would keep hoping and I would keep doing better. And sometimes it would take time. Sometimes I'd grieve for a long time. Sometimes it would hurt for a long time. But there would always be something else until finally he led me to ministry and he led me to where I was supposed to be. And even when that doesn't feel like it's going well, even when things change in that, even when things are hard in that, I know that as long as I keep following him, there will be something. It may not be what I expect. It may not be uh, a thousand female donkeys like Job got. Like It may not be a million dollars, but it will be something that I can do to show people who he is, to, to show myself who he is, because he loves us and he wants us to be okay. He wants us to have the life that we can. So if you keep trusting him, you keep following him, sometimes life is going to suck and that sucks and it, I hate it for you. 
But if you keep following him through that and you help people through that and you get people to help you through that, then eventually you'll get out of that and you'll be able to learn from it and you'll be able to grow. I mentioned my depression. Like I still struggle with that and I still have trouble with that and liking myself and all of that. But even in that, I'm able to serve him by teaching a class about mental health and talking about it sometimes and seeing it in other people. So even the things that don't seem like they're getting better, you can do good with them and you can learn from them and you can help other people. Because sometimes something happens, not so that we can necessarily learn, although we can, but so that we can use that to teach other people, to help other people, to show them who God is. And so with Job, even though he suffered more than anyone has ever suffered, and his life in the end turned out better than anyone's has ever turned out. Throughout it all, the main thing is that he kept looking at God. Even when he messed up, even when he had things wrong, he kept trying to look for God because you're not going to be perfect. You're not always going to get things right. But if you always follow him, you will always see that light. You will always live for him and he will always help you to be in the right place. And that's all I got.